Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, No But Really. This is your host, Vanessa Carden. I have Taylor Fogg with me, and I'm super excited to have him as a guest. He is a actor, comedian, has an MBA, is super funny, super cool, drinks a lot of wine, has a lot of stories of drinking a lot of wine. The last two are correct. <laughs> And I am really happy to have him here. Hi, Taylor. Hi. How's it going? It's going so good. <laughs> so, okay, I like to start my show or my podcast. Is it a show? Podcast? It's my, whatever you want to My be. pod show? You're, that's not a thing, but sure. Okay. It's a thing now. I like to start my pod show with highs and lows of the week. So what are your highs and lows of the week? Oh, I have to go first? Yeah, because oh. I don't have any. <laughs> I think of mine. <laughs> what, your whole week was neutral? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, what do you want first, high or low? I feel like you're putting a lot of pressure on me, so I'm going to give it back to you. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, all right. Welcome to the show. Yeah. The pod show. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, uh, well, <sighs> high of the week. Let's start with the low, because then we'll end it on the high. Okay, you just said it was my decision. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> my mind. You're taking too long. So you want the low? Yeah, let's talk about the okay, low. Okay, the low. Um, I think the low was probably a combination of yesterday and today. Um, because I just... Yesterday was just rough. It was just a rough day, <laughs> let's be honest. And uh, and then just I did This was a shit show. <laughs> yesterday was a little bit of a shit show. Uh, and then I... It was like, you know, I worked all day and then I had class and class didn't go so great. Right. And then I got home at midnight and then I, I had to, I slept like five hours and then I had to be at work this morning. Mm. Um, and then today was just crazy. So it's just that kind of overall low, you know, not getting sleep. That's a big deal. That's the worst. Yeah. That's actually really bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> On a serious note. No, it is. You need it your is, sleep. Is. <laughs> um, I kind of go like through that combo of like, I'll have one good night of sleep um, and then feel really great. And then the next day I have like terrible sleep and the next night I'll have terrible sleep and the next night I'll have great sleep. Mm. So it's, it's really, it's so cool. like how, like on average, what do you, what, what, what you sleeping at these low? days? Can we yeah. We want to dig deep on the lows. How's your heart Taylor? Yeah, my heart's great. <laughs> um, hi, uh, gosh, what's my high? Um, why is it? It's always harder to find the positive sometimes. Isn't I know. Goddamn. Um, <laughs> this is a this is the problem of humanity. Yeah, this is why everyone's so depressed. Right. Um, my high <laughs> of the week. God. Probably drinking wine. I'm trying to remember what I just did yesterday. Friends. Um. Yeah. Probably hanging out with friends. Me. Yeah, I don't get and to. Eric. Well, yeah, sure. We are your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, really. Um, I mean, that kind of stuff. You know, I, mean, I think it's it's always good to remember. It's so easy to get caught up in like the the day to day and like right. the job and like working all the time and and the grind and like having to like find time. It's almost mm-hmm. like you have to like find time to hang out with your friends, um, and like be able to let go of of, of all that stuff. You know. Right. Um, and so especially like living in L.A. where it takes you literally an hour to get anywhere. So it's like, you mm-hmm. literally have to like, someone's like, Oh, I live in LA. Okay. Well, what part? Right. Okay. So you don't like, you're, like <laughs> you're not in my part of Pasadena. LA. So like, I still have to like plan time to hang out with them. Yeah. Um, and so getting, getting to hang out with friends is always like super refreshing. And LA is like a, LA is a bitch. Like the traffic <laughs> to get from point A to point B. It's not worth it. Like to go to target. It's like, I'm just not going to buy toilet paper because honestly it's not even worth oh, getting in the car. Yeah. 
I don't go to Target anymore. Yeah, um, no. I I think I'm just gonna start ordering on Amazon, like literally everything. And yeah. I feel so pathetic, like like to order toilet paper <laughs> on Amazon. You're like, what does my life come to? <laughs> like, what? This is a low. You know, like the this shipping is a low fee. Point. It's like, oh shoot. Well, I mean, do Amazon I want to pay the extra three dollars? But. It's still just like... But you need to expedite it. Like when someone's like, oh, what was that huge package on your porch? And <laughs> it's my toilet paper. Bug <laughs> off. Like, Do you need like, some? Yeah, like because I'm not lazy or... Um, anyways, yeah. Mm. Other oh. traffic. I think that's where we call that. So your highs and lows ended up being two lows. What was your high? What? Oh, hanging out with friends. But yes. then you turned it into a low. Well, Give me a pure the- high, Tay. <laughs> I, I don't have a pure high, all right? That was my okay. high. Okay, all right. It's your turn. Stop. Okay. Stop so playing. my low, I watched the movie, Only the Brave. Have you heard of that movie or seen it? Is that the one about the Arizona fire? Yes. Okay. Okay. I went into it like I was nannying and the kids were like, we want to see Only the Brave. And I'm like, whatever. Like, I have no idea what is what. So I'm like, yeah, sure. It looks good. So you good. didn't screen it at all? I, I looked to see what it was rated because if it's rated R, I have a nine-year-old with me. No, I don't have a nine-year-old. Let me just clarify that. I had a nine-year-old with me. And so I'm like, let me just make sure it's not rated R. It's PG-13. She's good enough. She's very mature for her age. I'm the worst nanny. So I'm like, this is fine, whatever. Glad we have some standard there. <laughs> I'm like, her name's Taylor too. And I was like, Taylor, you good, right? Yeah, fine, whatever. Okay. So we go, we see this movie. Taylor literally... I think it like traumatized me of how sad it was. I was not expecting it. I don't know if you're going to see it. Don't. It's a really good movie, but it is so freaking sad. I yes. know. No, I know. I because like, I'm like, do I want to spoil the ending? But it's like actually based on no. a true story. So I'm not really spoiling anything. That's true. It is online. I mean, I lived in Arizona at that time. So I remember. It. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah, it's only four years ago. Mm-hmm. I like have never heard the story. I walked in not even knowing it was a true story until they showed the pictures of the guys at the end. And I was like, this not only was the worst story I've ever heard, like the saddest thing. And then there's like actual people like it just was awful. It really Mm -hmm. wrecked me. A really good movie and really good story, but really wrecked me. So was that your high? No, that's my low. That was I your started low. with my low, yeah. Oh. <laughs> my high. Well, that was, if that's my really high, then holy <laughs> crap. Watch out. My high. Okay, let me think of my high. Um, what did I do this week? Halloween was fun. Halloween was fun. That might have been my high. I got to hang out with some friends, eat some candy. Oh, I carved a pumpkin for the first time. That was fun. It was hard as shit. I used like a real knife instead of the carving knife. So my pumpkin, I was aiming for like a Mike Mazowski kind of pumpkin looking uh-huh. thing. Like a one eye box. I didn't want to do two because it's too much work. And, um, oh, we got a picture up. Uh, yours got is a on picture. the left. Yes. I'm looking at a picture of it right yeah. now. Um, so it came out pretty good for my, I'm pretty proud. But, oh, the next one, the one next I, to it is a Trumpkin. Yeah, that one actually looks, is that <laughs> That's, one, that one that's Eric's. Like <laughs> This is not a political podcast. I'll be honest, yours. I may point. not have known what it was supposed to be. <laughs> the eyes a little funky. I, I get actually it. thought it was kind of like a crescent moon situation. Yeah, it's because the knife wouldn't bend all the way around. The knife normally like people I like it. bends that or knives that don't bend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I needed this one to bend. Mm. Sorry, I'm sipping my wine. Um, so <laughs> the struggle is real, but it was super fun. We got to hang out with our friends and. 
eat candy and carve pumpkins and there were some pretty good costumes out too this little girl was like probably three years old and she was in like a chicken outfit and she's kind of like rolled like up to the candy and I was like you're just so cute (laughs) hi little chicken just on the doorstep so that was fun anyways okay so good glad we got the highs and lows over with how you feeling was that is that okay? I mean, 20 minutes later. Right, I know. We really have a point to this podcast, I promise. <laughs> That's good. Um, okay, so I want you to read the quote of the day. Oh, I... I picked it out myself. You picked it out? Yes. Do, do I read it now? Or do you have, like, a preface um, That'd be nice. I mean, I don't know what we'd be waiting for. <laughs> gotcha, okay. Uh, it says, how many success stories do you need to read before... I'm going to try that again. Okay. Yeah, yeah words are hard today. I had a long day. <laughs> This is my low. Struggle is real. Uh, how many success stories do you need to read before you start writing your own? Mm. It's deep. It's good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Who said it? I don't know. It doesn't have a name. <laughs> Eric Garden. I'm going to read it again because I felt like yours, you didn't say it very clearly. There was some mumbling. <laughs> Let's just roll that back. <laughs> You're like, I'll Thanks. let you try that one again. <laughs> I mean, to be fair. And that's the first time I've read it. So, <laughs> so sorry. That was so funny. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> How many success stories do you need to read before you start writing your own? Deep. I don't know who said it. <laughs> Those are some wise words. I get them off of Kiss FM, so <laughs> I'm sure Ryan Seacrest probably said day, so. <laughs> I love Ryan Seacrest so much. Have we talked about this before? We have. Oh, okay. I won't you, even get on that because okay. we'll totally get off topic. You'll start crying. I will. And, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I love him. I've experienced, I've actually experienced this. <laughs> that's true. In the middle of a diner. When, oh, that's right. For breakfast. Mm-hmm. Who brought that up? You? Probably. I wanted to see what would happen. Well... You saw. I did. You for sure saw. So anyways, um, so I have Taylor on. There is a point to having Taylor here. Taylor actually drove all the way from L.A. to Irvine. So I really appreciate you. I even got you wine and made you cookies. I mean. It's true. The cookies were very good. They're, Are they, do you want more? Yeah. Here you go. I, I can't read. I got it. Here, I'll bring them to you. <laughs> a whole jar. A whole cookie jar. Um, But the reason I have Taylor on is because I think as he shoves a cookie in his mouth. Sorry. Well, good. Uh, them. Um, so the reason I have Taylor on is because I think Taylor's story is actually <laughs> there's gross. Have more. <laughs> there's wine, more wine being poured. We're getting a little so bit more wine. We'll too. see what happens. Am I too? No, I'm, no, I'm good. We're out. I got it all. You want to open another <sighs> bottle? Wow, we're really going for it. That's exact. That been one of, of those weeks yeah <laughs> okay so taylor is on with us because i personally think taylor has a really um inspiring story even though he would roll his eyes at that um but i do taylor it. yeah taylor's fighting it for sure um i do i think his story is really cool he has an mba which is really difficult to get and i want him to go into how to get that and how he even came across wanting that um but he is one of those people that said I want to do my dream job and dropped everything and went for it and so now he's living in LA he's pursuing an acting career um and it's just really cool to hear Taylor's story not only is he super funny and super entertaining but he has such an authentic 
perspective of his journey and his life. And I think that it can really help a lot of people, specifically millennials, who kind of deal with, do I quit my eight to five Monday through Friday to do what I love? Um, And what are the risks in that? What does that come with? Is it worth it? Is that stupid? I think a lot of like older generations think that that's um, dumb and we're entitled privileged millennials. But I think there's a lot to gain for doing what you love. And so I really want to give Taylor the stage to kind of just talk a little bit about his education background, where he came from, what he originally wanted to pursue, where he was, and how he kind of got to where he is. And then I'll kind of just ask him questions along the way. So, Taylor, it's all you. Now it's I've got I've got you wind up. You just threw a bunch of questions out there. Where do you I want know. me to start? Start with... I don't know, when you hear all of that, like where do you want to start? Like what kind of comes to mind of like, okay, I graduated high school and I went to college and then like, I don't know, like what was your journey like? Oh gosh. Um, well, I did graduate high school. Um, That's good. It's not really important to the story, I don't think, um, <laughs> but I did. Hey, you know, some people don't. So it's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, gosh, I graduated high school. Uh, I actually, originally I thought I was going to be a firefighter. Wait, let's actually back up. You're not even from California. I was like, to back, like, are you like going to refute my high school graduation? Or? <laughs> wait, let's talk about the high so school wait, thing. So what do you, uh, what? So you're not even from California, huh? You're no, from, I am from California. Okay, but you Originally. lived in, did you go to high school in California? Yes, I actually, so I was born in um, Southern California. Okay. I uh, lived there almost of my life until 20, I don't want to age myself. Uh <laughs> Lived there, lived there most of my life, basically through, um, through college. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I moved to Phoenix. Okay. So you so, moved yeah, to so Phoenix. So it was post-graduation, post uh, post-MBA actually, mm. um, right at the end of the MBA that I moved to Phoenix, Arizona. Mm. Lived there for, um, four years, uh, almost exactly. And then I moved back, um, obviously and live in LA now. Right. Uh, much happier in LA than Phoenix, yeah. P.S.? So uh, where did you go to college? Phoenix later, but uh, I went to college at uh, California Baptist University. Okay, and what did you study? I studied business. Okay, so for what, the undergrad and the masters, if yeah. Master, yeah. So what kind of got you? Like, where did that come from? Like, I want to be a businessman. Business? Yeah. Like, oh, what? I have no idea. Hmm. Yeah, no idea. Um, everyone was asked, like, why would you? Why would you? I don't know. I it just seemed like the right thing to do. Hmm. I mean, that I think sense. that's that's true. I mean, like yeah. a lot of us, I feel like we like we just end up kind of doing what we think we should do mm-hmm. yeah, I mean like who like who's 18 years old and is like knows exactly what they're gonna do for the rest of their lives right some people do but I I hate those people by the way <laughs> I, I think they're terrible nice call no I, I it's, it's, it's good for them you know like it's right. exciting but I'm like really I probably I'm just jealous Mm-hmm. So the people that will make, how did you, like, you knew that you wanted to do this for your entire life? Like, yeah. uh, that's not fair. Right. Um, but I, I just don't think that people do is, you know, so you go straight to college because that's what you thought you were supposed to do mm-hmm. is like you graduate high school and you go to right. college or else you're not going to be able to get a job is what we were told. And right. Um, but then you get your, your bachelor's and you still can't get a job. So it's a real shit show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, for some of us, we were done around the time of like, you know, um, downturns in the economy and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I made it extra difficult. Um, but why business? I don't, you know, so let me back up a little bit because okay. I, I actually thought I was going to be a firefighter. So mm. I did firefighting, volunteer firefighter for a year wow. um, in high school, um, halfway through senior year through about 
halfway through my first year out of high school. Mm. Um, and then people always told me you either love it or you hate it. Um, I guess I hated it. You hated it. Um, I don't, you know, I just didn't, it wasn't like the thing that I went to work and I was like, oh, I want to do this. Like, right. I was like, ah, oh, do I have to train today? Do so I have you to? were kind of always like oriented around like what gives you passion? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, I mean, we could really dive real deep into that. <laughs> um, I mean, what, I have all night. <laughs> I mean, some of us go to therapy for a reason. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like to some degree, it was always, I, I think at some point I, there was, I, I specifically remember one night coming back from us. So I was doing um, my EMT course mm. and it was like in the middle of the course and I was driving home and I just lost it. Mm. Uh, and it was that moment of like, I hate everything about where I'm at mm. um, and so uh, being miserable of like I, I hate going to work every day I don't think this is what I want to do um, I, I you know I, I don't like where I'm at I don't like where I'm going like all that stuff King just I, I don't know what brought it on it was probably building for a while it's that, um, it's that drive you know when you're driving and it's there is something about driving <laughs> something in a car. A You're talking about like specifically driving like, <laughs> yeah. okay. No, there is. But I mean, you talk about what's the, there's some form of um, like rapid eye movement sort of. Oh, EMDR. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I've always wondered like, you know, to some degree what that that is about you know, driving in a car and like you're kind of constantly scanning the road. Right. And there's just something about like That's those true, those mundane yeah. activities where uh -huh. our mind like sets into like this other place of processing in a different way. Right. Um, but anyways, insight. sorry, what? I said that's good insight. Yeah. Um, so driving is always like, you know, people always have their thoughts in the shower. Uh, mine's always when I'm driving. That's Eric's. Yeah. Dude, Eric will come up with a business idea out of the shower. I mean, granted, they're 45 minute showers, but I'm like. You know, I've always thought though is like get those uh, those markers that you can use in the shower. Yeah. And then like write your idea. But on then that. it gets washed off. Does it really? <laughs> yeah, because you're in the shower with the water. I mean, I never tried it. I, I just know like as a kid, I had the things where you could write on the tile. Oh, so that's I just cool. thought. Anyway. That's cute. Um, so don't do that. Anyways, <laughs> no, I feel like I'm cutting you work. off a lot. Uh, no, it's fine. Um, yeah. So while I'm driving. Yeah. So yeah. I had like, you know, that, that epiphany. Um, and so I quit and then I, I ended up going to, um, to school. Okay. And setting business. And setting business, not initially, right. but, um, eventually obviously. So was like business, like what were you hoping to do with that? Like, were you like, I'm going to start my own business or like, I want it. Like, what was the plan? I don't all? think I ever settled. Okay. Uh, which is probably the reason why I'm not using my degrees now. Right. Um, because I look back down and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I ever knew exactly what I wanted to do. Like mm -hmm. I always wanted to be in a place of, I mean, now in retrospect, I can look back and say, I wanted to be in a place where I had some sort of control over the direction of a company. Like, mm -hmm. and it was that creative side, that, that idea of like, I want to, I want to create and I want to make the, a company. Like I, you know, I didn't, I wasn't okay with like sitting at a desk and doing paper pushing and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I, I always wanted to be, in that kind of a, a CEO place. And I don't remember what point, but at some point in my, my, my college career, I, I kind of realized like, I, I may never get there. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I may never yeah. reach that place of, of being a CEO or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, and so am I going to enjoy the entire process mm -hmm. of getting to that place? Yeah. Um, Cause you're not guaranteed. Like just because you work that hard doesn't mean you're going to, Exactly. Because, I mean, how many yeah. CEO positions are there? Well, you know, compared to the rest. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, unless True. you create your own company, and right. I never particularly saw myself as 
as being a creative being, mm. ironically. Um, mm. But yeah, I think I, I finally realized that I was like, I'm not going to be happy doing finance mm. for the rest of my life and crunching numbers. Um, and by the way, I have the utmost respect for accountants and people. <laughs> um, right. I love you uh, because I uh, <laughs> I out. couldn't do it. I yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Um, no, but seriously, um, keep doing it so that I don't have to. <laughs> Um, we appreciate in, you in the most essential right. uh, way. Um, I, you know, I'm like, I don't want to do that. Right. And so like someone that loves numbers, please, please do something with numbers. So the rest right. of us who hate them don't have to. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I just decided that I was like, I don't want to, I don't see myself being happy doing this for up mm-hmm. to 40 years and maybe never still, uh, still never getting there. Right. So um, that was like a big, a big like aha moment for me in that mm-hmm. process was like, I don't, Am I going to be okay sitting behind a desk for the rest of my life? I feel like you have a lot of those aha moments. Like you've had two so far. I do. Like and some people don't so even have terrible. one. <laughs> it's not. No, no, they're terrible. Keeps they're you in check. They're miserable in the moment. Because mm. um, it feels like I've had, I always want to say like I had a quarter life crisis, but then I'm like, well, I've already had like four of those. <laughs> so I pretty much like had a whole life crisis at this point. Right. Um, it's called depression. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, lots of quarter-life crises. Crises. Crises, yeah. sure. Yeah. I promise I got two, so gr- two with, degrees. So, with that, then you continued getting a business degree. Like, then you went and got your master's in business. Yeah. Yeah, I can't explain that one, yeah, actually. Yeah, let's try. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's when the fun stuff comes out. Right. Um, I... So, so the program that I did, um, I, I was really happy with my education. I felt like I got a good education. I really do believe it was kind of like what you put into it is what you get out of it sort mm-hmm. of a deal. Um, I had plenty of classmates that were, you know, like group projects. Let's oh, be honest. I, okay. Can we talk for like one second about group projects? Absolutely. Cause everyone has a very strong passion against them. I hate group. I don't like as a teacher, I'm like, why would you do that? Because I always am the one that ends up doing all of the work. It's supposed to be divided by three people or X amount of people. There's mm-hmm. always there's always the person that's like, I'm just not going to do it because at the end of the day, it's going to get done whether you do something or not. Like someone's going to pick up the slack. Yeah, and like in undergrad, it's maybe a little bit different, but in masters, you're you're teaching yourself. So mm. it's like the teacher's like, I don't, I don't care about your drama. Like <laughs> right. the project has to get done, <laughs> right. um, and you're all getting a grade, and you might be able to grade each other, but for the most part, um you're getting a grade a grade you know and so it's you know it's fine but like everyone out there is going to be like well i i hate group projects and i'm like well statistically speaking we all work at least (laughs) half of you were the people that i hated so like even the people that don't like it are the people that were lazy and not um that was probably really harsh but they were the ones that i was i was rewriting your work right just so you know it's some of you out there it's so true. I feel like, what was it? Like I had this group project where it was like, write two pages. Like that's not hard. Write two pages. We're comm majors. So two pages, we wrote 20 pages a week. So it's not hard. And then like, I was the one that kind of collected all the pages to like put them mm-hmm. together. She wrote two paragraphs. I was like, sorry, I couldn't think of more. So what now I have to think of more? Like I need to write your two pages. Mm. I more Anyways, had the issue of like started. <laughs> two pages in like a legible language. Like, I don't, I don't even know what you were trying to write. The punctuation's wrong. I don't right. even, 
Like so, I literally <laughs> be rewriting right. the entire page. And by yeah. the end of the, like the, it was like a extended particular course where it was the final project, the group mm. project. And I'm literally rewriting the entirety of oh their work gosh. every week. Yeah, and by the that. end of the class, I was like. I'm not even going to tell them. I'm just going to rewrite it and turn it in. Right. Yeah, because <laughs> they don't uh, even deserve got, to know. <laughs> yeah, we got a damn good grade, by the way. Uh, and <laughs> and he can thank me for his MBA. It's fine. He probably doesn't even know. Actually, I don't know if he graduated. Um, <laughs> so Side note. Maybe. Um, we'll edit that out. <laughs> this is awkward now. Um, so anyways, that was a side note. Yeah. yeah so you're part. saying that you felt like it was a lot of what you put in was what you got out of your education. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, I feel like I got to get a good education, um, through both degrees. And the one that I had was, um, where if you got a certain GPA and, um, you, you know, got recommendations from, um, some of your professors and a couple other requirements, then you were basically an automatic candidate for the, uh, like a, like almost like an express, like a, like a shortened, graduate program okay so you could get your mba and they're like if you met these requirements in the undergrad we know that you know xyz information okay and that covers some of these basic courses Mm -hmm. so i was able to get my mba in um just over a year i think oh versus you know maybe two years um okay and uh and so it was kind of one of those i mean it's one thing to say oh i had a you know quarter life crisis or an aha moment we'll Mm -hmm. call it because it sounds nicer and, um, and that, so I had this aha moment and you know, everything was great after that. It's like, no, it's not like right. I said an aha moment and realized like, I don't want to do this for, for the rest of my life. That doesn't mean I know what I want to do for the rest of my life. It <laughs> just means that it's not question. this. Yeah. Um, and so I was actually joking the other day with people that I was like, college really is just like, Hey, like, okay, you pay us, you know, like. 20 grand, 40 grand, whatever a year. (laughs) And we'll cross at least three things off of your list of potential jobs. um, What is it? That you're not going to, yeah, process of elimination. Um, That's basically what college is. Mm. (laughs) So I paid a lot of money to um, cross a couple things off of my list. Right. Uh, So that's kind of what it was. So like, I was like, I don't want to do business, but. But at least I know I don't want to do business. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, at least I know um, I'm going to still finish the degree, right. but um, and I'm oh, I'm going to go for that MBA, too. Um, mm. But, you know, I did it just because it was it's a general I don't mean that in a bad way, but it is a general degree. It's very applicable yeah. um, across the board in a lot well, of it industries. sounds good like to say like oh, I have an MBA, like a lot of people like you said, like a lot of people respect people who go to college just in general, because that's just. You can be an awesome person doing awesome things and not have gone to college. But if you say you went to college, there's like this level of like, oh, you went to college. Right. So when you went to college and then you got an MBA, there's like a level of respect that's given to you from employers and people because you have an MBA. I hope that's true. I, it yeah. is. I think so. Oh, okay. I mean, I maybe do. I don't feel that way because I went through it, um, and I'm like, yeah. obviously, my feelings about it are like, ah, like I haven't done. Yeah, because when I first got it, I'm like, I want to hang this on the wall. This is my trophy. Framing this, and now yeah. it's like, I think it's. I mean, I, it's literally covered in dust. I think it's behind a couple other pictures <laughs> stacked behind my. I like, lost it <laughs> behind my bedroom door. That like, right. it's just like that's the only place that they can go. That's like out of my my freaking way. Oh my you know. Gosh. Um, because I live in LA and you know, you basically broke and you you're have no like, wall space. Yeah. Yeah. There's no space for that. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, where can I just get this thing is literally, it's literally just taking up space. No. My degree is taking up space. Um, wow. Third, what is it for? 
first world problems? What are we, first <laughs> okay. world or third world? <laughs> it's, uh, we say first world third problems. World problems. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, it's somewhere in my room. I couldn't even tell you where. Mm. Um, and it's heavy as hell. It's like, <laughs> I even paid for like that, the extra, like, I don't know, some god awful amount of like $150. Oh my God. For like the nice frames. Right. Like, oh, this is going to look so good on Gosh, my your, wall. Your degree is just such a. Yeah inconvenience yeah well I'm like i worked in higher education for a little while and so it was like well i want and and i have like this this gorgeous baby face thing going on um <laughs> which is like kind of a blessing and a curse right um and i was so you know working in higher education i basically looked like a student i was like no i'm gonna That's make sure true. that they know you do look very young yeah yeah it, yeah like you're that teacher that high school high school girls have crushes on Mm, I, I had that. the biggest crush on my high school teachers. They were like, now, like now that I'm 25, I'm like, oh my gosh, they were 25. But when I was like 16, I thought 25 was really old. I could have dated them. I mean, like it would have been illegal, but I could have. 25 is not that old. Wow. <laughs> they were so good looking. Eric is in the room. <laughs> Eric is very secure in our relationship. He's okay with that. me being with Ryan Seacrest if given the opportunity. So. It's well, okay. that's about there's it. another piece of that combination too because right it, who who it's Nicki Minaj yeah, his, yeah so he's allowed to be with Nicki Minaj but like I just feel like it's a very interesting relationship there's a whole podcast there <laughs> anyways yeah um okay so you so you go to school you graduate you walk you smile the whole thing so then fast forward a little bit to did you start working in a corporate America job? Like what happened? No, no. I think by the time I finished my master's degree, I was over it. I was, I knew. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I come from a family where like a lot of the people on, on a, you know, in my extended family are, are, are business people or just businessy and minded. And so that's kind of where uh, you got it from. It just made sense. And it was yeah. never like necessarily pushed on me. Um, right. But, but there was just, when, when you're thinking about degrees and, you know, you're 18, like we said, and you don't know what you want to do and you're, you feel pressure from anywhere and, and you'll, you'll listen to any advice and. Right. Um, and, and it wasn't, it was solid advice. You know, I mean, one of the best quotes I heard was, you know, like even, even like the, the, the best advice can still be like disobedient. Um, and it was given in like a mm. church setting. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, th- regardless of, of religious beliefs, I think there's just something very interesting where it's like even the best advice can still be wrong. Mm. You know, so the advice to get the MBA and the degree, it wasn't wrong. It was, or sorry, it wasn't bad advice. Right. Um, I just ended up not being right for me. You yeah. Know? I don't regret it. I got a lot of knowledge from it and a lot of skills right. that have really helped me. Um, I've also had some things that have hindered me, you know, right. um, in that process. So, um, yeah, so by the time I got into master's, I knew that I didn't want to... Um, oh, you're done with done with the wine over there? I just don't like holding it. Oh. Yeah. That's fine. I know you do, but I don't... I'm I, like holding this cookie and I want to... You're holding... You're double fisting it out. Yeah. Cookie and wine. That's true. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm talking, so I can't ever eat it. Um, side note. Um, yeah, so by, by the time I got to the masters I knew I didn't want to yeah pursue that so this is kind of the point in which you kind of start deciding like okay what am I going to do right like you graduate college now you have to go get a job the only thing you really know is business but you knew that's not what you wanted to do so Mm -hmm. now you're kind of and this is where I think a lot of people are 
is okay well I got this whether it's a bachelor's or a master's right like there's kind of this pressure of like okay now what are you doing with your life right like graduation party everyone asks now what now what and you're like well shit I don't freaking know can I just like take a break for like a I'm minute. stressed enough by myself I don't need you to remind me right like yeah. I have to look at myself every day in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> and cry and, um, and well then you have the pressure of like god when do my loans kick in right and no one ever teaches you that no one ever teaches defer, you like hey defer, by the defer. way eventually like you have to pay these <laughs> off which seems so obvious but and no one's thinking about that when it's you're monopoly like, oh, yeah, money. you'll give me 40,000 let's do it right um, that's so true so there's yeah so there's that pressure of like and not everyone has to go through this because some people like you know, some people maybe get married in college and marry someone rich and never have to think twice about their loans or their parents pay for it. But there are some people that are like, shit, I have to pay back this money that I just borrowed. So kind of in a sense, like the luxury of choosing what you want versus what you need to do is for some people like not an option. Like it's go get a job to pay back your loans that you just took out. And if you went to school for business, that might be all that you know. So maybe like a dream job of I want to be an actor almost sounds like a joke, right? Like, yeah, okay, I'm going to be an actor. Like, so how, like, let's piece that together because there's such a disconnect there of like, like, I love it, but there's such a disconnect there of like, how do you go from MBA, I'm going to do business, maybe not to like, fuck it, I want to be an actor and I'm going to move to LA. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the loaded lot. question. So. No, no, I'm like, so many emotions are coming up. Um, no, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is a, it is a joke, kind of. Um, if we're <laughs> You're not a joke, and it's not a joke, but the idea no, if you joke, were to no. tell someone. Um, I, yeah, I think the answer to that is like, how do you go from this? Uh, you hit rock bottom. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and you have like, a, you know, like uh, an emotional and... and um, anxiety, like attack, a breakdown in a, a public restroom, and then that usually gets you there. Do you want to talk about so, it? <laughs> no, I don't. It didn't happen to me. Yes, right. it did. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. Um, didn't mean to trigger you. Yeah, it was a trigger. Uh, how do you get there? I, you know, so so basically by this point, ugh, gosh, there's so many things attached. You know, it's so hard to to look back at your life and, and piece all the things together because you. There's so many pieces of the puzzle that gets mm-hmm. you where you go. You know, I mean, like, yeah. so for me, without going into it, you know, having worked at a summer camp in the midst of of my time in college really shaped a big part of my life. Mm. Um, so relationships are really important to me. Um, I, I've always really liked working with um, with youth, um, specifically like high school mm. um, age, just for some reason, and, and eventually college students as well. Yeah. It was just like, um, for whatever reason, it was just a very valuable experience for me. Mm. Um, because I think that that's a very important time of life and a formative time of life yeah. um, where people are, I don't know, just looking for direction to some degree, um, whether they realize it or not. Um, and so working at a, a summer camp during my college years was kind of the beginning of me realizing like, like there's something here. Like I really, I really enjoy this process of mm-hmm. uh, mentoring and guiding and just being able to be some sort of place of guidance for people. Mm. Um, and I, I don't really have an explanation for that. Yeah. I don't know where that comes from. I don't know how to put words to it, but, um, I just, there's a certain sense of like fulfillment from that. Mm. Um, and so that was kind of the beginning of like, okay, now I'm thinking I don't want to do business. Like what else might I want to do? Um, and that led me eventually Mm. long story short to, to work in higher education. Mm. Um, so just before the end of my master's program, 
I applied for and pretty quickly went through the process to be a um, a resident director okay. at a university, yeah. um, an unnamed university yeah. um, <laughs> in Phoenix, Arizona, because I already said it uh, earlier. <laughs> um, we'll leave that open-ended. Um, right. and, uh, and it was good. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was really... Gosh, it was, I tell people all the time, it was one of the Mm. best and worst jobs of my entire life. Yeah. Um, I loved getting to work with students um, Mm. because through that, I mean, some of my best friends today um, and and people that I I talk to regularly and and know me on a very personal level are are actually people that used to be my, my resident assistants. Mm. Um, And if someone doesn't know what a resident director is, it's basically I lived and worked full time on campus at one of the university dorms or apartment complexes um, and basically managed all all parts of that building. So anywhere from check-in to check-out to um, managing uh, maintenance requests to uh, seeing, overseeing a staff of um, student leaders that lived on the floors, um, roommate conflicts, um, policies being broken in the housing. <laughs> all the drama. Uh, roommate conflicts were the worst, by the way. Right. Um, I had a couple of Parents, those. unfortunately... Uh, so just all different aspects and then event planning and budget for the building. And, uh, so just so many aspects of, uh, managing that. And, um, so that's what it was. And so I loved getting to work with the students, um, and really getting to like mentor and guide them. And obviously, like I said, some of them became some of my closest friends, but, um, there were so many aspects of the job that were just kind of terrible. Right. And for me, that's when I started really feeling a lot of like anxiety about things mm. um, and about life. And and um, and uh, I, I think that was something that maybe was always there for most of my life. But f- that was what brought it out. Mm. Um, and so I was there for about four, four years. That's a long time. And usually those jobs, a that's a long time to hold. Like I worked at a corporate America job for what was it? Three years. And I was like, but like, I feel like anytime you hold a job longer than two years, it's aggressive. I'm like, I'm just lazy. That's what it is. I'm like, I have to get up again. Eight, uh, eight. No. Um, but that particular job, um, usually requires like a master's in counseling in psychology. I don't know if that's true. No, no. I, I looked at, not to discredit what you just said, but (laughs) I'm like, no, actually you're wrong. No, but Um, I looked at a job like that because I told him with you with like the adolescent age and like the teens and like high school students and college students. And I looked at being a resident life coordinator and all of the jobs said master's in psychology. And I was like, Mm. okay, that makes sense. But like, shit, I have to go back and get my master's now. Like I thought maybe it was enough, but yeah. So, I mean, but you know what? You had a master's, so maybe it was, maybe it was fine. I did. uh, this particular university um, isn't as big on on having a master's degree Got um, uh, as as a lot of others. If you go to a lot of state schools or um, universities in different states, they, a lot of them will want you to have a master's in higher education or something that's relevant. Um, for me, I, I was most people most people that I worked with were currently um, trying to get their master's degree. Mm. So, okay. Um, so it wasn't like a requirement. Okay, got it. Um, which was uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I won't go down that road, but. <laughs> but what a like cool opportunity to have like a job like that. Like that's a super rad job to have. Oh, it was. It was great. A lot of a ton of sleepless nights. 
Um, and it was, it was good. It was good for a really long time. And, um, I mean, I think it was good through the very end. I think I knew, I think I knew two years in, like, you know, that this is, this is, this is short lived. This is a lot. But when I went into it, I was like, this is what I want to do for a career. You know, I was getting Mm -hmm. ready to like write articles. I was doing research all the time and, and, um, really wanting to understand it. And I don't know at what point I either became jaded or, or something clicked. And I, I don't know when that was. Um, but I, you know, without going into to a ton of detail, right. you know, about two years in, I just, I just knew, I was like, this isn't yeah. it. This isn't where I want to be. I'm, I'm really unhappy. And then, um, you know, periods of probably, you know, I, I struggled to say depression, but, um, depression, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, you know, of, yeah. of that and, and just, um, anxiety, just like grieving, grieving the loss of, of like expectations of like what you thought your well, life was. And when you like. have something that you really want to do and you're like, and you've decided and know like this isn't it, but you have right. no other answer. Right. You're just like, like what the, sh- what oh, the heck? <laughs> then what, you know, <laughs> like yeah. what, then literally what? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, that was what it was. It was, no, it wasn't good. Um, <laughs> it was really bad. Uh, yeah. and so, you know, it was like, uh, and I think it culminated to one, one summer where it was like uh, about to open, you know, some building. It's like, it's not ready. It's, it's not even mm. like, it's barely legal for people to live in it at this point, you know? Um, and like things are fine. We don't have the keys. We don't have like, n- we have nothing. Like mm-hmm. I don't even have a locked door for my office, so I can't keep anything in oh, it. Oh, wonderful. Um, and my computer's not connected. We have no internet. And I'm like, I can't even do my fucking job. Yeah. Um, and, and I just, I remember being in a meeting where I just was bringing up these, these frustrations. Um, and it wasn't, you know, like, pointed at anyone it's just like these like this is what's happening and i can't i can't i can't function in this way and i'm running on no sleep mm. and all this stuff and i'm moving in the process with all my my ras and mm. and again i think anyone that's going gone through that job would understand a lot more than me but or under understand a lot more than um, me <laughs> than me, that's what I meant. Um, than me. they would understand it better than me who experienced it uh someone who hasn't gone through it would have a harder time understanding exactly what i mean but right. um so then and you I, moved. You moved from that job. Yeah, so that was four years. Well, I did that for four years, yeah. and and that's where the breakdown came in. Right, is what I was saying it was, I was like, like I think I just heck? lost in that moment, mm. um, and then I had like a little bit my first anxiety attack, uh, mm. and that was the beginning of you know like something's got to change, you know. Yeah. Uh, Steve Jobs got a, a great quote that I love. Um, you know, he said, "Every day I, I wake up, I look myself in the mirror, and I ask myself." If today were my last day, would I still do what I'm about to do today? Mm. Um, and if the answer is no for too many days in a row, then I know that something's got to change. Mm. Uh, and, I, and I love that. I, I just think there's a lot of truth in that. I love all your quotes. Why didn't so. you chime in with these quotes when I had the quote of the day? Well, I didn't want to like, ring on your parade. <laughs> like, like, sorry, mine's better. Um, <laughs> these quotes would have came in handy like is. an hour ago. <laughs> a little better than Ryan's. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, so that long story short, that was two years of of kind of like figuring that out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then, so now, okay, so now you're an RA. I mean, you're all over the map, right? So now you're an RA or a resident, uh, resident an director. RD. Don't demote RD. Me. Yeah, yeah. I was. Big and I that. know. I apologize. Mm-hmm. I was really, really aggressive. Mm-hmm. Um. So you're an RD. You're realizing this isn't what I want to do either, mm-hmm. right? So you went from firefighter. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Business. Don't want to do that. 
Yes. RD, I don't want to do that. So now you've crossed three things off. So like then what? Like then what do you do? Like what does that look like after that? Well, that would be what the breakdown was. Um, right. Okay. Um, yeah. I basically, it just got to the point where, place where I finally just said, okay, like something has to change. I need to do anything, mm-hmm. like anything else. Um, and I, I, I realized that for me, I, my entire life, I'd never done anything for me. I'd always done everything that I thought I should do. Mm-hmm. And I'd always made decisions based on what I thought everyone else wanted me to do. Right. Um, and so I finally just made the decision that I wanted to do something for me, whatever it was. I wanted to do something crazy, almost like to remind do myself, like, I'm crazy. still in control. Like, I am still alive. I, I got this. this. Yeah. yeah, I got this. Like, I can make decisions still for me. Right. <laughs> um, it's a good reminder. From time it to time. is. And it was, you know, it ended up being really good. And so I just kind of did some research. It actually, you know, it's nice. I wish I could say that just like overnight when I was like, I'm going to take an acting class and um and just went to it and it was like uphill you know just great from there you know right um but it wasn't like that it actually took me like a few months to actually convince myself just to go Mm. um which makes it so much so much less glamorous um but uh after a few months of it i think i was just sitting on my couch one day and i was like yeah i think i want to i think i want to try that i was watching Mm. a movie i don't remember which movie it was probably something cheesy George and Clooney was obviously in it. It was not George Clooney, actually. <laughs> I can tell you that. Um, and and I was like, uh, yeah, you know, like I haven't done that. You know, in, in college I did choir, um, which mm-hmm. was already strange in itself. And all my friends thought I was crazy. <laughs> um, and I did photography at the end as an elective and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never pursued any of those things because I just mm-hmm. didn't think I was an artist. I didn't think I was mm-hmm. allowed to be. And so I, um, I moved on and I... I um, you know, I, I just woke up one day and I was like, all right, I did research, convinced myself over a few months and then took a class. Um, and I was terrible. <laughs> I was like <laughs> I absolutely it. terrible yeah. um, in the beginning. Um, I think my first class was actually with little kids, like the younger kids, yeah. because that was just the one I was able to go to. <laughs> and it was like, cool, you know, like, yeah, we can make it. It's fine. Right. Um, and I was like, oh my God, these kids are so much better than me. Mm. Um, and it was so embarrassing. But I just kept going back and kept wow. going back. And, and, you know, over time, like things shifted and it was like oh maybe I can maybe I can swing this and then eventually I realized that like my my life was going more towards that than towards work Mm -hmm. um and that was kind of like when I started really considering like what does this look like you know or like I like to say where does the rabbit hole go Mm. so you were in Phoenix at this time or did you move to LA I was in Phoenix okay so then you packed up and moved to LA I did pack up and move to LA yeah to pursue acting I did okay so Uh you were like this is it yeah yeah um i mean it took much longer than that but essentially right. yeah um over the course nutshell. of i started playing for it a little while and saving up money the best that i could and just getting better and better as as, as much as i could in phoenix right um and then <laughs> um and, and you know i don't know what that that point came to that i was like i just it's time mm-hmm. you know you can't explain that feeling but it just it just happens so acting is kind of the only thing that didn't make you have a panic attack yeah to some extent um i mean there was definitely stress in the beginning because i was like i need to be good i'm a perfectionist and again that's like a whole nother podcast but um (laughs) that's just more wine that's all that is uh yeah you know i mean it's weird you know like i 
I get anxious in, in certain things, you know, with my job right now. And, um, I work in some degree of customer service, we'll say, yeah. um, at a very successful retail company. Um, but, uh, it, it's, it's just insane. People are insane. And, um, and you know, like I'll get anxiety about that and, um, I'll get, you know, I'll, I'll feel anxious about the, the future and money and, and like, how am I going to f- live <laughs> literally? Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't get as anxious about auditions. I don't get mm-hmm. as anxious, you know, sometimes it's in those moments that, you know, when I'm really connected and, and really in the moment as an actor that, um, that I feel I don't know. I just feel most alive in those moments. Mm. It's not really explainable. Um, it's like when I'm in that, you know, when I go to class or I'm in that room and I just shut off my phone and I don't care. Mm. Like nothing else matters in those moments because it's like, I'm here for this. I mm. mean, um, I love it. Um, obviously you have some bad days, but, right. um, but for the most part, that's the only thing that I found that I'm like, I, I hate not, not getting to have that experience at mm. least once a week, mm. whether that's an audition or it's a class or, um, or whatever, like I, I just, I need, I need that experience. Yeah. So you made a comment that I want to go back to. Yeah. So you said when I became, you know, when I decided I wanted to be an actor, it wasn't like this uphill, like it wasn't this like, oh my gosh, it just was so easy. And so I think that's where people get stuck is that sounds great, right? Like, okay, like I'm going to move to LA and be an actor, but like, it's not easy. So like what pushes you or motivates you enough to get past the that's not easy? Because I... I met you at that time when you had moved mm-hmm. to LA and you were poor, right? Like you made it very clear. Like I'm broke as a joke, <laughs> uh, right? Poor. Yeah. I think that's my way of dealing with the things that are hard as I just joke about them. Um, <laughs> which is another, it's just like, <laughs> so terrible. I don't know how that works, but you know, it's like, that's, it's almost like your way of dealing with it is you're like, I'm just gonna be really sarcastic about this and own it to the point that it's almost obnoxious. Um, and it makes it okay. Right. I mean, and it's like, ha ha funny. But then like, at least for me, oops, at least for me, like how it came off was like, wow, like he must really love being an actor. Right. Because like you have an MB, like there isn't really a reason why you should be poor. Right. Like you have, you have all the tools, you know what I mean though? Like you have all the tools. tools. Mm -hmm. So if you're poor, but you're doing something you love, you must really love that thing. And I, and I think that's kind of what made me think of you when I thought of like, who do I want my podcast? Because there's such a passion that a lot of people have a passion, but a lot of people are scared to make that step of like, well, I don't want to lose my job or I don't want to be poor or I don't want to go through this season of like hardship. And like we said earlier, to not really be guaranteed that it's going to work out. Like there's not a guarantee that you're going to be, you know, on a red carpet anytime soon right like I hope so because then I know an actor and that's cool but like there's there's a chance that you won't and so like what's the I don't know like do you kind of get what I'm saying like what's the motivation of F it I'm gonna just do it and try it and like how do you push yourself enough to get to that place I think I just oh man that's such a huge question I know uh, I'm I asking really big questions but it's so hard you know I mean someone the other day they they asked me why I loved it and I, I was like I don't really know like I just I just it there's something about it that that I feel different about it than anything else mm-hmm. um and they were like I kind of like that that's your answer because mm-hmm. that makes it almost more real because it's authentic you can't explain it you know right um I mean what drives me to do it despite all that stuff you know I don't know I 
<laughs> I, I think it's just that I tried all these other things. I, I'm really, I feel, I consider myself fortunate in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunate in the sense that some of the realizations I've had, I've realized that I know people that have, have still not had those realizations mm. um, of just, you know, watching the financial crisis actually was a big one for me because I mm-hmm. watched people lose their 401ks, right. you know, and I watched people lose their jobs and all these things that I was pursuing and wanting to do. Um, I realized at a very early age, um, they're not guaranteed no matter how hard I work and I could work, 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 get to the age of 50, just about to retire and still lose right. so many of those Everything, things. Yeah. Um, so what am I really doing? Hmm. You know, what am I really doing? And like, I don't want to be unhappy in my job for the rest of my life. Right. Um, and that was, you know, it is a sacrifice. Um, you know, I mean, having, again, a conversation with, um, same conversation actually with, uh, one of my friends, um, just recently about realizing like there's a lot of sacrifice in, in following like a dream that you, that you have, you know, in particular for me is what I can speak for, but like, you know, yeah, I wasn't getting paid a lot in my last job, but it was steady. Like I knew what I was going to get. I had, I had insurance. I had a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew my job well, you know? And so there was no, it was stressful, but at the same time, like I woke up every, every day and I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. I wasn't learning new things. Um, and I gave up all that and I moved and I spent a lot of money and, uh, <laughs> and I don't have any more and it's great. <laughs> Uh, and, Who really has uh, you money? Know, honestly, I, I, we all use credit cards. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, no, I mean we do, but you know, I mean, like for me, I always prided myself on on being um, independent and, and wanting to take care of myself. Yeah. Um, and I managed my money really well, and so being in a place where it's like literally, there's there's been times where I'm like, I actually need to go buy like a pack of cup of noodles from Costco because. <laughs> Like if I'm ever in a crunch, like I can't, I, I actually can't afford to eat out, <laughs> you know, like that's yeah. just not in the budget. Right. Um, and luckily I have a, you know, a family who's very supportive, but it's still like, I just, I have to figure it out. And, uh, but that's what I'm willing to do, you know, mm-hmm. because for me, it's worth it for you. It's worth it for me. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really hard. Like, uh, you know, I, I think in a lot of ways I've given up on as bad as it sounds like the, the family and, and, not like my family that I have now, but like, right. like I don't have family? a time for, you know, like people are like, oh, like, when are you, are you getting married? You can have kids. I can't even take care of myself. Bitch, I just bought like, cup noodles. <laughs> I'm eating cup of noodles. <laughs> like, you know, um, I, I can't have kids. Right. Um, and so, you know, I, I can't afford to live on my own right now. Um, hmm. And so, you know, and there's humor in that in a weird way. Um. But uh, I, I just accept that and it's fine because I think if I, you know, I consider it like almost like it would be unfair mm-hmm. to the person that I'm married where mm-hmm. if I, if I know that career is important to me or different things, then, you know, I would, I would just be unhappy because I haven't gotten to like pursue like something that I really love and want to do. Um, and, and that's not fair. Right. You know, it's that person or it's those people. So, so what's your, so I'll throw this out there. Yeah. So there's that, I don't know if it's necessarily a quote, but this idea of like live to work or work to live. And, and what's kind of your feedback mm. on that? <laughs> I mean, you said it. I kind of saw that coming actually. Um, oh man, as much as I want to say that I like worked, that I like work to live, I think 
if I were to look at my life, I'd say I live to work. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. That's a tough one because yeah. like, you know, part of me is like, oh no, it should be the other way around. But right. the reality is like I, my job and my career is like so important to me. Like I mm-hmm. want to achieve these things. Um, and it's not about money or fame. It's just about, um, it's just being about, it's about being successful and, and being really good at what you do. Mm-hmm. Like that's what matters to me. Like if you're going to do something, be fucking good at it. Right. If you're going to spend your whole life doing it. Yeah. Like be yeah. good at it. And mm-hmm. if you don't care about being good at it, then you're doing the wrong thing. Mm. Quote to live by. So my quote next time. And I realize we're probably gonna have to cut around all of this because <laughs> I'm talking too much. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think my hope is that my, my career would eventually be something that is a part of my life and I'm okay yeah. with that. And I think we have the luxury as millennials. I keep, you know, specifying millennials because we're kind of in this place where if we don't want to work eight to five, we can do we can be an Uber driver. Right. Like there's so many different ways to make money that is flexible with our schedule so that we can have like a work life balance that it's almost doesn't make sense to get an eight to five job unless you want to, because there's so many other air like so many other ways to make money like make an app, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, not that that's easy, but like coding or like, <laughs> there's so many creative ways, like being a photographer now, you know, it's like, there's so many ways to make money that it's no longer this, like you need to work in a corporate America job. And that's the only way, like there's, mm-hmm. w- we've gotten really creative and now it's kind of like, that's not the only way. And so we have the luxury to say, what do I want to do? Like, I don't feel like generations before us had that even thought about that question like mm-hmm. doing what you love wasn't even an option it was this is what you do to s- survive this is what you do for your family especially for like men and now women are in the picture right like now we're trying to do what we love and it's like that's not like I think it's a privilege that that's even an, an option for us and so I think because it's an option we should we should try at least to do that um what's your advice to people if you were at coffee with someone and they said you know I have this day job and I and I and I want to do what I love, what, like, what would be kind of just your general advice to those people in a nutshell? I actually have these conversations. Hmm. I don't know. I I think I just always, you know, people talk a lot about like, you know, what's your passion? And, um, and I think it's become so commonplace now, um, that idea. And, and I like to ask people like, like what makes you feel alive? Um, because I think a lot of us just feel dead in our daily lives a lot. Yeah. And so it's like, how do you, like, what, what makes you feel alive? Like do mm-hmm. that. And I, I think that some of us will have to have eight to fives cause not everyone can be an Uber driver right. in that. Cause if we're all Uber drivers, like who's riding in the car, <laughs> uh, it's but true. But I think the reality is like, not everyone wants to be an artist for a career, right. but maybe people want to be artists Mm -hmm. and like you can do that outside of your job and so like but it's like what are you what are you doing to to do that um and i i think i just always try and get to know people like what like what makes you feel alive you know Mm -hmm. some people love numbers yeah like great go do that (laughs) like please go do that like i want to have more people that are happy Mm -hmm. because they're doing like the thing that they love um and i think uh maybe sometimes the arts get that that like glorified sometimes in that mm. sense of like these are the people that have a job that they love and I'm like right. no like people love their job is um that I think the problem is that maybe people just aren't 
aren't really being honest with themselves about what they actually want to do. Um, but I think if someone were sitting with me with coffee, um, you know, just, it's like, what's holding you back? Like, go for it. Mm. You know, stop lying to yourself. Stop listening to everyone else. Like, what do you want out of life? Mm. Like, what do you want out of life? Right. I feel like you're, are you asking me? <laughs> no, I mean like, you know, but that's like the question. Like, right. And it seems so simple. And then yeah. I realized that, but at the same time, it really is like, I can't tell you. Right. Like, I can't tell you what makes you feel alive. Mm-hmm. Um, but what do you want? And, and then like, what are you doing to get it? Yeah. And if you really want something, you will make sacrifices to get it. That's the thing is like, if, if you really want something, you'll do it. Mm-hmm. And so it, it's kind of like, who are you? What do you want to do? And what's keeping you from doing that? Mm-hmm. And if people kind of sat and asked themselves that, and, and there are people that maybe, you know, don't have that luxury, right? Like they have a kid and they have a wife and mm-hmm. the thought of quitting their day job to do what they love or do what they're passionate about or do anything, you know, outside of, of the job that they're already in is like, they might be laughing at this podcast being like, okay, yeah, like good for you, but that's not an option for me. And, and like you said, like, that's fine. But then like, are you doing what you love on the weekends? Like, are you Mm -hmm. like self care? Like, is there something that you're doing where your life has some sort of meaning instead of just going in, clocking in eight to five, Monday through Friday and just doing the job for a paycheck and just Mm -hmm. that being your whole life and that there's more to life than that. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm not, I'm not a parent, so I can't really speak to the right. having a family part. If you had um, a kid right now, I'm sure it'd be, <laughs> oh my God. struggle would be real. I mean, it would, I mean, the, the reality is like, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're in a relationship and, and you have, or you have kids, it's like, well, that is, yeah, you're responsible for that right. <laughs> to some degree. And that, mm-hmm. that makes it harder, you know? Right. Um, absolutely. And I don't, I don't deny that, you know, I see people with kids and I'm like, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't seriously. know how you do it. Like, I That's why I tell Eric, I'm like, like, we ain't having those things. Yeah, Those you know, like I said, <laughs> taking care of myself, like right. that's already enough. Yeah. Um, and so, but uh, yeah, it is. I, I think you just, you just, God, it, there's, there's days that it sucks. <laughs> like that's just how it yeah. is. Like, um, I have days that I have breakdowns mm-hmm. and like lose it, and um, and most people never get to see that, obviously, for good reason. Yeah. Uh, but it, it sucks. Like there's days that I want almost every single day. I have to remind myself that I don't want to quit. Mm. you know like almost every single day I have to remind myself and um, some days it's harder than others and some days it's you know you have one great day and then one shitty day and yeah. then one great week and two bad months and and you just never really know I feel like right. um, and uh, so I think it's just finding the grit to, to keep pushing mm. um, you know and one thing that I've been encouraged with lately um, from people that I trust is just like you really it really is about like believing in yourself mm. which is so hard to do um because you know especially in the industry that i'm wanting to get into it's so much on like other people's opinions mm-hmm. um and there's so many different theories and thoughts and ideas and beliefs and so much of it's about how you look and it's not even in like a bad way it's just like do you fit the part or not right um because i might not you know um and so it's hard to to stick to it in those moments like you know um but you just you just do yeah um because you love it right and i think as soon as that love's gone then well then maybe you don't want to do it anymore what's love got to do got to do Everything. with it Ooh. well yeah. yeah i totally agree and i i appreciate you being so vulnerable and sharing so much with mm-hmm the one listener that I might have. 
<laughs> with everyone, but specifically with me. Yeah, at least with Eric. But it is really inspiring, and and I do wish you well with acting, and I do hope that you achieve the goal that you're pursuing. And you know, I I think very highly of you and and what you're pursuing. And so, thank you, thank you for being so vulnerable and coming out here and sharing. And I hope that people listening took away at least one of the quotes that Taylor said, said some good stuff, dropped some good gold nuggets. Not that Ryan one <laughs> that you shared. <laughs> um, but I do want you to share one story before we close because oh, it's kind of my favorite. I hate you. Can you share the story of when you, the wine story, you totally know what I'm talking about in bed? I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you do. The drinking it wine. When you said it the way you just said it. Oh, right. in bed. Um, no, yeah. not with me in bed. No, the wine story of when you drink wine in bed. Come on, you tell me. Yeah, what I'm yeah. About. We don't have any wine here, and I'm out. Um, I have another bottle. You want I me to open another bottle? Listen, I like wine. I know. I know. Um, I tell people it's like that. She hits the only therapy that you can afford. Um, <laughs> so bad. That's, uh, so that's not good advice. Um, I just, listen, it was a rough day. I think I just moved to LA. I love this story. Let's hear it. And I was like, man, because I worked at a place where I couldn't have alcohol in my room or in my apartment, even as a full grown adult. Like I'm who not, tells you you can't have alcohol in your room? Like I'm not bitter about it. I'm bitter about it. Right. And, um, and so I was like, I have my own like place now like I can have alcohol in my apartment like this is the best thing ever right. like I can sit in my room on my bed I can, I can have a glass of red now, wine I can finally. be alcoholic finally <laughs> been waiting forever right um and uh and and I can like do whatever you know so like I came home and I you know I'd like to have a glass of red wine before I go to bed a big know. glass like so extra soothing, large right? like one of those big glasses it's not your average glass no right. but and it would like it's just very helpful like slid on the mind, get me to go to sleep, right? And so I was like, all right, like I'm really tired tonight. I may not need it, but just in case, because I want to sleep well, I'm going to have this glass of red wine. So I pour myself a nice big glass. When in doubt, wine it out. Yeah, and I'm like sitting on my bed and um, <laughs> and feeling good and relaxing. And then before you know it, I, I wake up. <laughs> like... Um, I don't remember falling asleep. I don't remember anything. Um, and I'm like my eye, you know, that state where you're like, you're awake, but your eyes aren't open and you're like just aware. I'm like, my leg is wet. Like, and my hand is wet. And like, what is like, I didn't, did I wet myself? Like, I don't know. And and I I realized I had spilled this entire glass, like probably like (laughs) eight to 12 ounces of, of that's a big glass. I was like, of like red wine all over my leg while watching what and my bed and (laughs) while watching gossip girl. Um, That's my favorite part. And I'm like, Oh God, like I am, I'm so basic right now. Uh, and so it's like 1am and I wake up and I'm just like, shit, shit. And like just every word you can think of, like tearing apart my bed. Oh. There's still a red wine stain on my mattress oh just my to gosh. remind me of my shame. <laughs> and, uh, and I, it was bad. It was a long night. I ended up like, I was so tired. I just put a towel down on the bed yeah. and I just like F slept it. on the mattress. Right. <laughs> Uh, I think I threw the other stuff in the like the washing machine yeah. so they would not. That's like literally it. like most girls every month. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's wonderful. Most girls every month, not wine. 
we'll end it there. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Well, thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story and sharing your vulnerable story of wine. It's one of my favorites. I tell it to a lot of people, actually. Seriously? Yeah, I think it's so funny. I don't know why. It's like I told you that in confidence, but apparently not. No, anymore. <laughs> now we have mics in front of our face, so nothing's really confident. It's true. Um, but yeah, thanks, Taylor. I really loved having you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at NoButReallyPodcast and subscribe on Apple Podcasts to make sure you capture the next episode. <laughs>